Vino Chats is officially in session. So pour yourself a glass of wine and let's dive in. I am so excited. Starting a podcast has been a major goal and dream of mine for what feels like years now, but I'm pretty sure it's just been like a year. (laughs) So as you guys have been able to tell, the name of this podcast is Vino Chats. It is a play on my blog, Vino in the Village, and it's also a really great excuse to drink a nice white wine or maybe red. You know, we are going into the winter fall months, but I hope if you've already started listening to this podcast, you've poured yourself a glass of wine. I have mine. And you know, if you're listening to this at like 9, 10 a.m., champagne. Champagne is acceptable at this time. Guys, today I want to really dive into what it looks like as a a young entrepreneur who is trying to start their business. You know, something that has been on my heart for a while and also showing up a lot inside of my inside of DMs and just kind of everything along that is how scary, how really, really scary it can be to launch this new business, whether your business is a blog or it is an agency or it's a product it may be really, really terrifying. Um, it also can feel like there's no one around you who understands what you're trying to do. And that almost feels more terrifying, you know? Um, I wish that we were sitting here drinking wine together so I could hear like a amen or something like that from you guys. But that is one of the worst feelings when you're starting something uh, is feeling like you are so alone in wanting to start this new business and feeling like everyone knows what they're doing. They have their set. Like, let's take it. Let's like kind of go backwards a little bit. You know, I got a little hot and heavy at the beginning there. But, you know, when you start your new job and you go out to happy hour with people who are, you know, inside your department and you have people who are like you. Well, so often when we start businesses, especially when they are online businesses and it's just you, you're a solo entrepreneur, it can feel really lonely. It also can really feel like you're the only one who's doing this strange, bizarre thing. And you know, you've been at that Thanksgiving table and your family's like, oh, Emily, what do you do for a living? How's work going? And then you have to try to explain to your Aunt Susan that, you know, you have a business that runs online and she looks at you like you have 10 heads and she's convinced that, like, that's not actually how you're making money. Yeah, those are always fun conversations. And then you just start telling everyone, oh, yeah, you know, uh, I'm a bookkeeper or I'm an accountant because then they literally understand that. But if you say to them, oh, I'm a blogger or I have a social media agency, they kind of look at you like you have 10 heads. Well, sometimes when you're starting your business, that's how it feels like every single person is looking at you when you tell them that you own your own business. Or maybe you've been in the other side of the whole situation where you haven't even mustered up the courage to launch that online business yet because somebody somewhere along the way made you feel silly about your dream. You know, I was asked a couple of months ago, why do you do what you do? Why do you put yourself out there? Why does Let's Get Social exist? And, you know, it kind of took me back for a second because 
that's not really a question I get asked very often. I usually get asked, um, how's stuff going? Is it fun? All of that. But being asked, why do you do what you do is such a loaded question. But I'm going to take some time and kind of talk you through why I do what I do. The reason why I started Let's Get Social is not the reason why it exists today. I started Let's Get Social because I was at this place where I needed freedom. I needed to be able to own my schedule, own my day, uh, to not feel like I was tied down to one desk and one office space, even if I didn't really have anything to do. I also started Let's Get Social because I realized that there was a major need in the market for social media management at a high quality level at a price point that wasn't going to break the bank for all of these small businesses. So it really started as a place of I wanted to be out from where I was. And I also wanted to be able to do this in a way that would serve people. Over time, as it's grown and I've grown and I've had the opportunity to really look back and think about why, why do I do what I do? What is the mission? What is the vision of Let's Get Social? You know, you start this company and your only thought is sales. I need to make money because if I can make money, I can keep doing what I'm doing. And then as it grows, you want to make sure that you're always kind of staying in line with that, that overall vision. And to be honest, it took a while. It was at the beginning of this year, the beginning of 2020, where the actual vision and the reason and the meaning that was deeper than a surface level actually came to light. So why do you do what you do? Well, at the end of the day, I do what I do because I don't want any other women out there who have a massive dream to feel silly. I don't want them to hear from somebody, oh, what a cute idea. Hope that works out. Or, oh, what a cute little hobby you have going for yourself. And think that they can't turn it into something that is massive and something that they're passionate about. So that's what I do. That's why I do what I do. You know, when I first got introduced into the corporate world, it wasn't, I it really wasn't in the most traditional way. I landed my first internship, and to be completely honest, that internship came because, well, I can't really tell you why it happened, because to this day, it was still the most bizarre kind of interaction that I've ever had. I simply walked into the office where I was having the interview for. It was a sport the sporting goods company. I was so excited. I was going to be able to be in like the nitty gritty of getting all of these products out for baseball teams, major league baseball teams, you know, NFL teams. Uh, It was going to be amazing. And I'll never forget walking into that interview that I had prepared. I'd prepared so much, you guys. And I walked into this interview. The CEO stood up. He shook my hand. And I still to this day can remember him scanning me from the top of my head all the way to my toes. He looked at me in the eyes and he goes, when do you want to start? I was shocked, completely shocked. And I think at the time I didn't really have 
the insight that I have now um, to kind of be able to look back on that situation. I was so naive. I was so excited. I immediately was like, oh, he must have heard from my from my connections or my referrals that I was a hard worker. That was so easy. And, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, I can't tell you why I was hired for that internship or why I wasn't or why it wasn't like a full interview. But I can tell you that when I told some of my friends later about the experience, how excited I was, the one thing that they kind of said under their breath and they laughed and they muffled was, wow, it must be nice to be a female trying to find a job. It just must be nice. So essentially saying I received this internship because I was a female uh, who walked in and they needed a female on their team. And come to find out that was very heavily the reason why I was brought on for the internship. But that didn't stop why what I did that summer. That didn't stop me from going above and beyond and really trying to make this one of the best learning experiences I could have. But I'd also be completely lying if I said that that wasn't something that was replaying in my mind for the next four or five years, that what I had on paper and that my skills, my personality, yeah, that wasn't going to get me the job. My experience wasn't going to get me the job. Being a woman who was looking for a job at companies that didn't always hire women or needed to hire women, oh, well, then that's how I was going to get the job. I remember when I decided to go out on my own and start Let's Get Social, some of the other things that I really heard from people who I thought at the time were my friends, I heard a lot of, well, you have no experience. What makes you think that you can actually do this? I don't know if you've ever heard that, but having somebody look at you and put that emphasis on you, what makes you think you can actually do this. That is one of the most gut-wrenching things to hear, especially if you're someone like myself who you have the biggest dreams in the world. You honestly think that the entire world is your oyster and that literally time is just waiting to catch up with all of the amazing dreams that are going to come true. So if you find yourself in any of those situations or if you're sitting there and you are honestly wondering, why do I do what I do? You're not alone. You're not the only one who has kind of felt like maybe you've missed out on certain jobs or certain opportunities because of how you look or your gender or anything like that. And you also aren't the only one who feels like every time you have this big dream, somebody's trying to knock you down. But, you know, so since we know that this happens, how can we start to overcome this together? Because I hope that this becomes a space where we are overcoming anything from wanting to launch our own business to overcoming that annoying pimple that keeps popping up on your face. Because life is like that. Life is messy and it's complicated. And as trying to build out what does this podcast look like, It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit into one category. It doesn't fit into one topic, but that's because I don't feel like our lives fit into one topic or one category. No, I feel like we're very messy humans, and that's so beautiful. Our mess is what makes us unique. It's what teaches us and allows us to learn and grow and really build companies and brands and transform lives. 
So if you found yourself in a situation where you were so close to launching that business and then somebody asked you why you thought you could be the person to run this business, I want to kind of talk through a couple things that have really helped me over the last four years from the time that this little thought came into my mind to where we are now, which is nowhere even close to where the big dreams are in my mind, but you know, we're growing. And how do you get to that point? How do you get to that point from an idea to be able to do it full time? That kind of seems to be the question that everyone wants to know. And honestly, that was a question that I wanted to know. How are these people doing something that they love that doesn't involve them having to clock in and clock out? How are they doing this? How are they making this happen? So I want to talk through a couple of the things that I did to be able to do what I do today. And the first thing is, is just accept the fact that people are always going to have an opinion. Aunt Sally is going to think it's so weird that your company runs on Instagram. She's going to think it's even stranger that you're selling products online. Because if you're going to sell a product, according to Aunt Sally, you should definitely have a storefront. So just accept the fact that people are always going to have an opinion, and that's okay. Welcome the opinion, but do not let it dictate where your future goes. Because it is your life, and it's your future. The second thing is to Google, Google, Google. When I decided that I wanted to start my blog and when I decided I wanted to launch Let's Get Social, those two things ran off of coffee, wine, and Google. Google was my best friend. Actually, one of the things that I highly regret was that I did not actually invest in trainings and learning for the first year and a half of starting this company. Um, I was so fixated and focused on I can Google anything. And yes, that was amazing. I It builds a lot of pride and it allows you to really know that you can launch something, that you do have the tools, but it's a really long learning curve. So just know, yes, Google is your best friend, but there are actually trusted resources out there who know what they're talking about and they can really shorten that learning curve for you. The next thing is focusing on serving. You know, I think so often we kind of have an idea of what we want our lives to look like. We have an idea of what that mechanism can be. And then the next thing we jump to is sales. And sales are important. I mean, without sales, your company doesn't exist. You can't you can't leave your full-time job to do what you love to do. But in order to generate those sales, sometimes we skip over that part and that's serve. We really need to be serving our audience. We need to be serving our current customers. And that's something I'm having to remind myself every single day. We're serving. And because we're serving, those translate into sales. And the final, I'd say, piece of advice that really helped go from this is a side hustle, this is something I'm doing for extra money to, wow, I can really make this a full-time thing, is taking that that jump, that belief. You know, I think so often we start something and we expect people to come to us and that, you know, everyone should be able to find us on the internet. I don't need to put in all this work or whatever it might look like. But I spent an entire year Googling, sending cold emails. I think I sent like 500 pitch emails 
And I heard back one no. Like, I didn't even hear a yes. I just heard a no. <laughs> but it was a learning experience. And then I realized, hey, there's better ways to find clients. Hey, there's better ways to serve people. And it's all, you just have to kind of accept the fact that you're new at this. And how exciting is that? You're learning. You get to grow. Something gets to become better. This is just the baby step. And it is one of the most exciting things to be able to look back and seeing how much you've grown. So yes, it's important to Google. It's important to serve. It's important to do all these things. But it's also really important to kind of put your head down and grind it out. Um, You know, I think that word in general, especially when it comes to social media, has gotten such a bad rap. And I get it because there is a balance. But starting a business is not easy. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of grit and it does require a lot from you. And so it's just kind of setting those expectations that, yeah, a year from now, I want this to be my full time job. I want this to grow. This is what I want it to look like. But until time catches up, I'm going to have to work my rear end off for it to get there. And it'll happen. Just have belief that everything you're doing is taking you closer to that goal. And then when you get there, jump. Jump like your life depends on it. That's what I simply did. I simply jammed. I just jumped. I don't know what the word jammed is. I just tried to throw in there, but I jumped. And when you jump, something magical happens where you reach this level that you never knew was possible. You didn't even know you had this gear or this level inside of you until you take this jump, you bet on yourself, and then you're able to back it up with all the work and all the preparation, what we like to call the foundation. You back it up with this foundation and amazing things happen. They really do. I've watched it happen time and time again. Any single time it's felt like the rug has been ripped out from underneath me, it's okay because we have the foundation, we have the systems, we have, and when I say systems, I don't mean these fancy systems. I just mean we know what we need to do every single day so that when it does feel like the rug is ripped out from underneath us, we have a plan. So when you do take that risk on yourself, even though your neighbor, Mary Lou, up the road thinks you're a nut job, you have a plan. Okay, well, that was enough about everything that I was talking about, you know, let's dive into some of your guys' questions. So what's been really exciting is I've been gathering questions from DMs and just kind of seeing what you guys are wanting to know more about. And one of the biggest questions is how did I get Aaron, who's my now husband, how did I get him on board with the idea of me starting my own business? Now, if anyone knows me in real life or has been following along on Instagram for a while, you know that I I really beat to my own drum. I really, uh, if I have something in my mind, it's going to happen, and there isn't really any stopping me. And Aaron knew that from pretty much the first time he met me. He knew that if I had something in my mind and I wanted to do it, he better move to the side and help me do it, not try and stand in my way. And so when all of this really came about, when I really decided, hey, Erin, this is a huge opportunity. I know I can do this full time. We actually set up goals. He has been one of the most supportive people when it came to launching Let's Get Social. Honestly, I don't know if it would have launched 
if I would have dove into it head first and full time as much as I did if it wasn't for him. I know it would have eventually happened because it that was the plan, you know, but he encouraged me so much to A, make sure, you know, X amount was being made a month and then jump in. But because of him, I didn't have to really worry about a lot of the stuff that I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs worry about when they're kind of kicking off. Um, I was able to like be on his health insurance and just small things like that that made the transition so much easier. So if anything, he's been hands down one of the biggest supporters of this crazy wild dream in life. Um, and at times it does, I do think he believes in it more. And that's an amazing thing, especially when, you know, entrepreneurship is a straight up roller coaster. I'm actually watching uh, my voice go up and down during this recording and really honestly reminding me of what it's like to be an entrepreneur it's always up and down feels like you're riding these waves and so having somebody who's in your corner who believes in you who knows you can knock it out of the park that is unlike anything it really is unlike anything so uh long story short he has been a huge huge supporter of it all um the second question is what the heck do you actually do that is a really great question. <laughs> really great question. Um, so I run Let's Get Social, and that looks different day to day. We have an amazing team to be able to support all of our awesome clients. And then in between all of that, I think it can start to look a little bit messy because I also have a blog, which is where a lot of you guys have probably found me from that Instagram account. And then um, I do all of the trainings for Let's Get Social. So I feel like it can look like I have a million things going on when in fact it's really just two things. So at the end of the day, it's Let's Get Social and then keeping up with all of you amazing humans on this other community that was built um, about a year before Let's Get Social came to life. So that was really exciting to watch and just kind of still have today. Um, so I would love if you have any questions to kind of pop up, I would love if you would connect with me over on Instagram. My account is emilyvdw. Let me know what you thought. Um, We're going to be diving into it all. I'm so excited for you guys to really meet the guests that we have coming up. Um, And I'm hoping to keep some of these solo episodes kind of sprinkled throughout. Like I said, I want this to be a place where you pour yourself a glass of wine. I already got mine. And you just unwind and know that there is somebody who is cheering for you and in your corner. I'm so excited to talk to you guys soon. And Hope everyone has an amazing day.